This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hear this, hear this, right now. Welcome. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut, shut, your, shut your mouth. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rop and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up? How's everybody's Wednesday? Bunch of slackers. Why? Well, I'm not a slacker. Buckley's out. We got oh. Schultz in. Hey, guys. Buckley's out for, quote, the sick kid. And Can then I, I just say fan favorite Jordan Schultz? Yeah, we love Schultz. Yeah, he's fantastic. Look, at, look at him in there. Yeah. No, that, that, honestly, you guys are making me turn red. Yeah, no, got his little Mariners warm up on. <laughs> he's ready to go. And free I will, agency. I will admit, I called uh, Isaac uh, Souk when he walked he in did. today. Oh. I, I get frazzled. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, we well, we're the same person. We've been doing a show for better part of seventeen years together. The the best part about it is you can literally be out at a bar on a Saturday night, and someone will come up to one of us and be like, "Hey, where's Rob?" I. Guessing at home, I I we're not, I, we're not I don't can join twins. No, like we do go out uh, time to time without the the other. And if you do happen to see us out at the same time, holy crap! It's like seeing the Red Sea party. Like, oh my gosh, you guys are together! Yeah, it's, that is pretty rare. It, it doesn't happen very often. But yeah, Buckley's claiming the very sick kid, and then I'm driving in today, and I hear uh you know our our new. Best friend, and by the way, man of the Lord, we just found this out. Yeah, we're peeling back the layers of the Danny Meringue onion. He goes to a mega church. He's a Christian. Well, and he's a mega Christian. Like he goes like the rock out for God. The whole thing. A few guitar licks before you get some prayer in. I would think so. And then it turns out that uh, so I was like, hey, where's your co-host? Cool vibes, man. And what's Dusty claiming today as well? Sick kid. Well, first off, what oh, are really? all these six ki- sick kids, and why is it that they're missing work because of a sick kid? Well, I think it's good because, they, well, they probably have to watch the kids because the wives work. Because, mm. you know, it's a new world. <laughs> I think, yeah, I do think that... They're the, not just in the kitchen anymore, Sook. I think the breadwinners are indeed the other halves bad? of can those I, two relationships. Can I say that? You, can, that, you can say it. Is that, am I going to get canceled for that? No, I think you, if anything... I voted for Herschel Walker. <laughs> If anything, you're saying the progressive thing that wouldn't get you canceled. Oh, really? Yeah. 
You're saying they're not. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm shouting you you're down. Shouting I'm woke. Me, you're shouting me I'm down. I'm woke. If anyone, I'll get canceled. What do you think? What do you think? That just the women are just going to take care of the the kids, and then the guys just going to go to work? Well, just you let the, sexist pigs. Let the kids figure it out on their own. Give them some Nyquil, and uh, you know, let them let them be. I don't know how old their kids are, but I think it's great that I was just telling Jordan and I were talking about this. It's like one cool thing about. Uh, well, I don't know about cool, but I think good thing that came out of COVID is people stay home from work now when they're sick. Yeah, no more heroes. Yeah, and that's good. Yeah. Just stay away, so even when... when your stupid little kid's sick, because <laughs> that's how we get it all. Well, just... Guys like us with no kids, like Jordan doesn't have any kids. Nope. I don't have any kids. I think your kids are mostly out of the house. Yeah, my, I've got one, and I see her like once every like six weeks. Danny doesn't have any kids. Yeah. Um, guys like us, the only way we get sick is through other people's stupid s head. Kids. The little sticky hands. Well, yeah, because yeah. the, there's no way Ryan won't get sick. Uh, I mean, Buck. Yeah, they're walking germ factory. Yeah, he said his kid is really sick, and yeah. then apparently Dusty's kid is really sick. Well, they're going to get sick, so those bitches better stay home until they're better. Yeah. Either that or... I don't want that crap. Either that or, you know, there was a rumor... Be respectful. There was a rumor floating around the office, and I didn't start this rumor. Maybe Dusty's kid isn't sick. Maybe Dusty is a... You know, dealing with something else. I don't just just saying. I oh oh, he's just, he's gone, and we don't really know what's going on. Allegedly, there's a sick kid. I don't. Do we? Who's to say? All I know who's is who's to say. Since I'm the part timer without kids, I will be the one here filling in for everybody that does have kids. Yeah. sick. So, it's uh, like job security for you, I guess. Right? Because Rust's R- Jeff Rust's Jeff Rust. <laughs> Also, his kid is sick, and also his wife, the breadwinner. Yeah, I think we have three. Well, that, welcome to radio. <laughs> uh, make that four. You want to? You want to? We'll, we'll add my wife into that. How too. about what God. am I doing? What are we doing wrong? Well, I don't. How am I well, the breadwinner? Well, I'm not married. That's problem one. I need a sugar mama stat. What is happening? They're out over there. there. Yeah. What is going on? Why am I paying the bills? It just it's the it's the industry you pick, man. My wife's in the medical industry. That's it. Just you pick like one of six industries, and it's like, oh, the money's there, mm. and that's why. I think it's a key consideration when you're meeting ladies, you young boys out there. Yeah. Just uh, remember, you know, don't marry a librarian. No, yeah, I got doesn't go. matter how hot she is. She's not making any money. I gotta go for old and you know really wealthy. My, you know, what my kid's uh, girlfriend's major is what? Chemical engineer. Oh, there you go. Yes, that's way. That see, that's... The, the, okay. There were two things about her. Okay, we love her. She's great. Yeah, Emma. Okay, she's two things. One, she's from Detroit, mm-hmm. so larceny sort and, of lives inside of her. In the heart. She's from the D, yo. She's from the D, yo. She was born with <laughs> larceny in her heart. She, uh, okay, so that, that terrifies the wife, right? Sure. Because if they're serious, yeah. and they've been now together for more than a, you know, maybe a year and a half or so, they seem to be pretty serious. They're traveling together. If they're serious, of course, what does mom think? She thinks he is going to get yanked to Detroit ah. after college, right? And so now we're going to have to buy a home in Detroit, mm. right? Well, and you could do a lot worse in Detroit. I mean, you could start a, uh, you know, you could start your own business there. Again, maybe Dusty knows some places you can score out there and start an enterprise. I think that's what you do out in Detroit. But they're moving here after college. Oh. So they'll both be here. Why are they mo- just... They want to come back. Well, she want, She doesn't want to go back to Detroit, which... <laughs> Valid point. She's a keeper. Valid point. And... Uh, she's a chemical engineer. That was the second thing. She's a chemical engineer. We were like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. So he's going to be a nurse. She's going to be a chemical engineer. No. This is great. He's safe as kittens. Yeah, he's smart. The uh, As long as he holds on to her. Yeah. You don't don't screw that one up. When I went down, uh, I went down to a, a, a wedding in, down at, like, Zion National Park. It was down in Utah, like, St. George. What was that? Like, maybe a month or so ago. 
my aunt's kids, she's got three kids that are all PhD MDs. Two of them are studying to be, two of them are, are anesthesiologists and the other one's studying to be, I think, just a, like a, a nerve pain specialist. So they're all going into that. And they all married PhD MDs. Six mm. for six. It's wow. ridiculous. So mm. now that side of my, I look at my side of the family. My sister works at like Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> my brother's working for the county. I'm doing this. And my aunt's kids, are you kidding me? The one, she has four kids, the one that isn't a PhD MD, I guess he makes more money than anyone. He's some sort of software coder. He lives in Salt Lake, and he makes a gajillion dollars. He's the one that looks down on everyone else because they're poor. And they all married PhD MDs. So when we were at the wedding, right, and so they're all like mid-20s to like early 30s because you're just getting this massive workforce. So all of their friends that were at their wedding are all doctors. And you just see this, and it was just this dance floor of good-looking young people, male and female. And I'd be like, are you a doctor? And they'd be like, yeah. I'm like, son of a gun. Is there not one idiot? Is there not one other person like me in that entire like room that isn't, that, that isn't going to be a rich doctor? And the answer to that question was no. They were all. Is this is ridiculous? Are they LDS? Most of them. No, no LDS. No, no okay. LDS. Because I feel like in the LDS, they're world, all dentists. Yeah, like I feel like it's a prerequisite that you have to either start a dental practice yeah. or marry into one. Yeah, it's that is true. Is the, that in the doctrine? I believe somewhere in that. Like they don't that you can't go full medicine because not a lot of doctors are super religious, but dentistry on the right. other hand. Yeah, why is it dentists and not? I think doctors sometimes struggle with the. Yeah. The, the most doctors are not uber religious. Yeah. You so, don't. You don't find a lot of Mormon. No. Doctors. No. Not a ton. Because they're smart. They're, they're out there, but you find an <laughs> s ton of dentists. But if it was, <sighs> I just sat around there and, and none of them, like by the way, had kids or anything. They're all like twenty eight, twenty nine, double doctor households, and like you having kids? Like I don't know. We're so busy. I'm like, damn you all. To be damn. Young. You all to be young, rich, and hot. That just that's that's the yes. trifecta right there. It was ridiculous. I was like, "There's no fat. Yeah. There's no fat, ugly doctors here." No, young, no, it, rich, and hot. It's like a J. Crew catalog burst onto the scene, but a J. Crew catalog with medical degrees. It's very disappointing. There comes a time in life where you realize you will never be any of the three. Yes, and the <laughs> I've realized that years ago. I met the. I was sitting by the. Uh, the groom's parents at the the dinner, very nice people, East Coast people. And uh, the groom, he went to school. At, he got his undergrad at Duke, and he's doing his medical uh, residency at John Hopkins. So he's doing just fine. Isn't it Johns Hopkins? Is it Johns Hopkins? I think it's John? Johns. Yeah, Johns. I don't know why they, why is that? <laughs> I spent a year think... in Boston. I could not tell yeah, you. Yeah, you could. No. Yeah. Well, okay, anyway, sorry. Yeah. So I'm sitting. I just, yeah, I we're, we're sitting there at the dinner, and I'm talking to the the you mom think and the John dad. John Hopkins hates that. <laughs> Probably. It's like, what the hell, man? Isaac's Rops. <laughs> like what? Well, I, I no one's going to Isaac's Rops. You know, like University? medical school. No, that doesn't work. John's Hopkins. Maybe his Hopkins, name was John. It Hopkins. does kind of flow off the uh, the tongue. But that dad is a surgeon, and the mom was the dean of business at like Wayne State university the business school and i was like oh even the freaking parents i can't get away from it it was ridiculous the whole thing i've never felt more inadequate in my entire life and 
upset that I made poor choices. Why couldn't I marry a PhD MD? Then I could have been a household husband. I could have been living the Jordan Schultz life. Instead, I'm in here talking to you. Well, I wonder both of you guys, because we're, I mean, I'm in my earlier 30s. You guys are 10, 15 years older than I am. So is it more like effective to you at that age when you're seeing these young, rich, hot people being all super successful? Because it, it drags me down and I'm their age and I feel like I'm not doing enough. But mm. then I don't know if there's like an extra, you know, whammy no. on top of that as you get older. No, you know. get over it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You just, you just drink more. Yeah. But there and by the way, his name was Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins. Yes, that was his name. So. I will say I, I, I take back everything I said about him. <laughs> you will get over it by drinking, but there will come a point in your life. Because how old are you? Thirty-three. Boy, you're getting there. Because because you're gonna you're close. gonna be like thirty-four, thirty-five, and you're like we're so young. And they're gonna meet a buddy from school, and you're gonna find out that he's a surgeon, and you'll be like, oh my, are you one of those like Doogie Housers? Like, how could you become a doctor? And, and then you're like, oh wait, it's it's been fifteen years, and you realize what they did with their fifteen years versus yours. You will have a moment of severe depression, but just drink through that and, you know, shove it deep down in a dark place and then make sure that that friend buys when you go out to dinner and you'll be fine. Yeah, I think there comes a moment, maybe Jordan hasn't hit it yet, where you just realize that there's nothing you can do about the god-awful world that we live in. Yeah. And you think for the longest time you can't. You're like, you know what, this is great. I'm going to make a difference. And you, you, then it just beats you down to the point where you just have pour an extra whiskey and yeah. Maybe COVID helped me realize that. But I'm, I'm, I think I'm in that realization period in my life. We're, yeah. we're getting there. Yeah. We're not accepted of it fully yet, but we're, we're like it's coming. 60%. Uh, here's a text that says, teacher here, kids and teachers are the sickest they've been since before COVID, and they're still coming to school. Mm. It's, it's uh, spreading. We got the backlash. People well, are like. They're saying flu, uh, flu, flu season is happening earlier than ever this year. But I'm saying, are people so tired of the COVID thing? They're just pushing through it now, and they're like, I don't know. We're I feel gonna like keep going. People are testing for COVID, and if they don't, they're just going. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, as long as you don't, as long as you test negative, you're like, screw it. As opposed to just, as opposed to, hey, I'm sick. It doesn't matter what I have. I Let's have, just stay home. Yeah, I don't want COVID from you, but guess what? I also don't want the flu. Right. It's a valid point. That's right. It's like how the, the Asians have had this figured out for years. Yes. When they get sick, they just wear a mask. Yeah. Well, my it's so my lady friend wears one. Not like, in my America. Well, she wore one all the time. She wore it before COVID. She wore it during COVID, and she keeps wearing it. And yeah. you do get a lot of. She gets a lot of strange looks because you know she's standing by me, and I'm not wearing one. And then she, like there's her with the mask, and we're holding hands. And depending on what side of the aisle you're on, people are very angry at one of us. And it's it's fascinating. Nobody can do anything right anymore. Oh, she'll get. I've seen people yell at her for wearing a mask, and it just I never understood that one. Like you know, it's how is that bothering you? <laughs> she won one before this. Here's a guy looking for a nymphomaniac that owns a liquor store. Uh, you think that exists? Yeah, I got a buddy of mine, but it's male, so I don't know. He's what, a nymph. Aren't all guys? <laughs> well, I think at one time, you know, the tea runs high. Well, he's like in his early 30s, you know, owns a liquor store. I think he's doing all right. So if you're into that sort of thing, I, I might know a guy for you. All right. Well, welcome to our show. What were you about to say when we first started the show? I was asking how everybody was doing and you were oh, it's Buckley, about Buckley's something. out. Oh, that's and, what it was. And then uh, Dusty's out. Yeah, the kids. Well, a lot thank, of people. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm glad they're out. Stay out. We don't need you. We got Jordan. <laughs> Stay away. Stay away. Just make sure you're healthy when you come back. Yeah. That way we don't get sick. That would be the goal. You know well, I mean? we don't really have any contact with the producer now, so. That is true. 
Yeah, we got a we got a thick wall here. And I don't know what Schultz is doing in there. I can only see him from the waist up. Thank God. And we have a bigger studio, so if, even if you and I are yeah, we got spitting some, COVID around we got here, some distance, we could maybe uh, avoid it. <laughs> we're safe as kittens in here. We're we're good to go. <laughs> you got a you got a dusty problem? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I got to come up with a poll question mm. here. Yeah, you got to take a poll. Well, I got to think. That's what the the break is for. Yeah, no. Uh, the Hump Day Roundup is at four today. Did you know that? I did. Wednesday, big Wednesday show. Yeah. Election results. Still, you know, trickling in in some places. Well, yeah, but uh, that's the way election night no. works. No, like, it you doesn't. never get any. No, it does not. I want an answer, and I want it now. Don't get any answers. Uh, we got an early look at Washington, Oregon today. You like that? You like that? <laughs> is Kirk Cousins playing in this? And um, I'll think of a poll question, and we'll get going. All right, let's go. You want college football? What do you want? NFL? You want some NBA on there? I, I want your hot NBA takes. Hmm. They were debating Damian Lillard for Anthony Davis today. Chris Broussard was. <laughs> Nick Wright. That, really? That really Why happened. Why do you watch that? I did. It was just a clip on. A clip was circulated on Twitter. In fact, I think it was I think it was Danny that, that tweeted it out. They literally were having that debate, and of People course, have problems. they lo- they loved it. Oh yeah, for the ladies, it's great. Who says no? I got a good idea. Who says Who no? Says no? Yeah. Damian Lillard for Anthony Davis? <laughs> How about the Blazers say no? Yeah, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. He doesn't even play all thirty-seven games. What of does him. Charles Barkley call him? Uh, street clothes. Yeah, <laughs> but they. Hey, according why to why would the, you trade for street clothes? According to those guys, it was a great deal. Well, didn't Dame just three weeks ago come out with that article saying, hey, this is this meeting in L.A. happened with LeBron. Here's how it went down. But my legacy is here in Portland. No, no, like, no. even still no, after that, no. yeah, they always they yeah. always do. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis or Damian Lillard. Yeah. Mark they need uh, content on the Chris Broussard, Nick Wright show. Yeah, Nick Wright's hair, by the way. He's starting to look like a Rick Pitino vampire. It's kind of terrifying. Dude, that guy. It is a whole thing. Like seriously, right. like if you walked into like an old timey mansion and that dude was standing like at the spiral staircase, <laughs> dude, your ass is getting murdered. Like something weird's about to go down, and at best, a bird mask is coming out, and you're going to be very uncomfortable. At worst, you're ending up down in a well. It is that's a whole thing. I will come up with a poll question, and we will be back to present it to you. It is three eighteen on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Big Zook, the Big Zucchini. Let's go. It's NBA. Very controversial on uh, November, what, 9th, 10th, 9th? 9th. Triple right, A was election day. Triple A Heating and Cooling, family business, helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Today on Twitter, we are asking you, and it is at 1080thefan, what are the Blazers this season? Hmm? <laughs> Elite, solid playoff team. Marginal playoff team or bums? <laughs> is there an answer that's a 39-win team, which is all I care about? That should have been one of them. That's probably marginal playoff team? Yeah. Uh, they're I, better than that. I think they're a solid playoff team. Solid playoff solid team. Solid playoff team. Right. Look, it's it's early, and we've seen hot starts, and you know the teams that don't care and that kind of get out to the meandering. Look at Boston last year, and things can turn it around. But I look at Portland— and the only thing that scares me a little bit is it's it's like one of the worst. I think they might be the worst turnover team in the NBA. It's like one out of five possessions. But, you know, they're, they're getting away with it. They're winning a lot of close games. Some of those may break the other way. I mean, you've hit two game like buzzer beaters within the last, what, week. 
So I don't know if if the seven and three is indicative of where this team is. Maybe this is more like a five and five. But I think when you look up and down the West, especially some of the teams that are underperforming, um, and Golden State will get it together. They're four and seven. Not worried about that. But the Lakers stink. Um, you, you look at a team like Minnesota that's struggling. I, I, and the Clippers, you know, seem they do this every year, and no one's ever in, no one's healthy. I don't see why Portland, with the effort in which they're playing, and the better defensive effort that you're putting out there, the small ball lineup that they're closing games with, the return of a healthy Damian Lillard, knock on wood, the emergence of Anthony Simons. I, yeah, I, I think this is a solid playoff team. I don't think you're a top three seed, but. You know, I think coming in, everyone thought this battles for a seven, eight, nine, and I think realistically, right now, you're saying this feels more like a three, four, five, six. Okay, vote, vote hard. That's all we ask. Uh, right now, the Trailblazers are currently, I think, third, right? Third in the West, T two actually, with the Suns and yeah. the Nugs. The damnedest thing, and again, this goes back to, you know, what we, you know, people talking about Seattle or you know the Jets or the Giants in the NFL. Who had the freaking Utah Jazz who traded everyone known to man? I know. And it was like, well, we're tearing this thing down to the studs, getting all the assets. You're doing the Boston Celtics 2.0. And the freaking Utah Jazz are 9-3. and three. Come on, fella. What's I mean, up with that? What is the Bucks? I know the... You know Danny Ainge ain't happy about that because this is like the one year to have the number one pick. You get that French guy that's 7-4 and yeah, he's the most breaking rid- fools down. Most ridiculous thing in the world. Again, What's that guy's name? Uh, Victor when. Wambiana, Wimbiana, something like that. You guys haven't seen him yet. Look him up. It's insane. It's unbelievable. He had one just the other uh, the day because he's playing his season. He's like Giannis, only seven four. Yes, he had one where he was out of the three point line and was doing some Steph Curry handling and then hit a step back three. And when they say when he shoots his his jumper, that it's like nine and a half feet up before he elevates. And you just like what? So who's gonna get him? Well, right now the worst teams are the Magic and the Rockets. Yeah, but again, with the weighted you know draft, who knows? Ooh, maybe the Lakers get them. <laughs> they're two and eight, dude. They they're fourteenth in the West. That actually goes to the Pelicans because that is an oh, unprotected right. pick from the AD trade. You're so. right. <laughs> that would just be bad for everyone involved, dude. The Pels. That would be sweet if the Pels got that guy. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, New Orleans is an interesting team. Yeah, you got Zion and Ingram and mm-hmm. Siege. You had, I mean, they. They're, you remember Siege? Remember when he was here? I do. They're saying this kid, the the Victor kid, is literally the best prospect that they've seen Dude, in thirty years. Teams are going to tank hard. Yeah. Well, and you know the Magic stink, but that Bancaro is yeah, really good. He's a good player. So I haven't seen him play it, but I hear all 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 about him. Yeah. Again, the if every when you log on and you read about the NBA every morning, people are just raving about the way he looks. So that's one of those that you know they're two and nine. And they got the I don't know how the the Suggs is doing. They got that kid out of Gonzaga that they did the year before that. And supposedly there's some young talent down there in Orlando, but allegedly whoever adds this kid, this is a game changer. This is Luca plus some. Well, I like the way the Zers are playing because they're they're tough. Yeah, I, I do feel like, um, you know, uh, who's the old guy? Stotts. Mm-hmm. They were never tough under Stotts. You know, didn't really feel that way. Very finesse, very good offense, but mm-hmm. just not gritty. This team's gritty. That's what I like about them. And I don't, I don't want to bag on them because I think it's kind of like a, it's an easy punching bag. But I love that they close games without Nurk. I love when they go to their version of the the death lineup and they put Winslow in there. It's scrappy, center. man. I I love it. And then you you see him like even on, on this buzzer beater, like just pushing the ball constantly. I love when Hart grabs a rebound and it's just it's go time. 
or you know when 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 they get it to to Dame or Anthony, and it just feels like it is. I love that pressure that they're applying on both ends. It's 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 a much uh, more enjoyable style of basketball. All right, uh, poll question at ten eighty the fan on Twitter. Uh, what are the Blazers this year? Log on, vote, vote hard. Two other NBA notes pertaining to nothing. Did you see um, Meek Mill tripped a ref the other night? I did see that. Courtside? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's kind of a big deal out there. Meek Mill. Yeah. He's a rapper. He's right? a rapper. I guess. And when you're famous, you can get away with that sort of thing. Yeah, he was just he was sitting there on courtside and sticking his feet out. Because, <laughs> you know, you got to lounge around down well, you there. you got to stretch out the ponies a little bit. You know what happens. <laughs> and the ref comes and falls all over him. <laughs> it was great. And John Morant last night asked the ref if he was playing. He got teed up. Mm-hmm. Did you hear why? No. He said he he teed him up and he said, "Are you playing FanDuel?" <laughs> Which is like fantasy yeah, uh, that's, basketball. Yeah. Which you know some of those uh, <laughs> refs not, do that. You're not allowed to. I know, but they well neither was Tim Donaghy. No, I think that's one of those you got to be careful saying that. I don't, I don't think Adam Silver and company are going to take that. Um, All right, take that. Can very we lightly. get back to a real sport? Yeah, we can. Football hot toddy mm-hmm. is what it says next. I love a good hot toddy. College, it's college actually. College football hot toddy. Uh, we'll get to that when we return. It is three thirty. Here's Jordan with Sports Center. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. All right, now to a segment that appears to be titled College Football Hot Toddy. Do you like a good hot toddy? Who doesn't? And as someone on the text line points out, hot toddy, criminally underrated. They're one on a cold like evening, maybe you do got a little tickle in your throat. Hot toddy will warm you right up. And what about the good old days when your parents would give you a hot toddy to send you to bed? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't get a hot toddy. I would just get a shot of Jack Daniels <laughs> from my mom. She did. That's yeah, what she that's, would, It oh, wasn't a shot. It was yeah. like in a spoon. She's like, yeah. I always thought it was medicine. Yeah, here, take a little of this. Like, like, oh, yeah, it burns. She's like, yeah, shut up. Well, you know, now as, now as you've gotten older, to quote the great Freddie Mercury, uh, life's condition sometimes requires a little anesthesia. You need a little medicine sometimes. A little nip of it, and, you know, you go right to sleep. So hot toddy is whiskey, a little honey, a little hot water, yeah. a little lemon juice? Yeah. Is that what a hot toddy is? Yeah. It's like a Theraflu kind of sort of thing. <laughs> it's basically therapeutic. Right. It's basically I, science. I think so. Yeah. What's the difference between that and me drinking a half a bottle of NyQuil and maybe mixing it up with some codeine? It's the same thing. And maybe I just add that to my hot toddy and you kick it up a notch or two. So I was reading through the uh, Boo Corrigan quotes. Yes. Now, he is the 
college football playoff committee chair. Yes, he's replaced uh, Mullins as the head of it. And the fact that his name is Boo is fantastic. I don't think Mullins has been doing it for a few years now, but I may be wrong. Anyway. I, I thought this was his replacement. I Am I know. wrong? In that? I, don't, I don't know. Schultz, you're an Oregon nerd. Shouldn't you know that? Wait, yeah. Sorry, ask that again. I was editing. This was the first year that Mullins is not heading the NCAA uh, football Oh, yeah, no, 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 he's gone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, he's gone. Thank but God. But was he there last year? I thought so. Was it last year? I thought that was his last year. Right. But, man, I just... I, I'm going to give you a W on this. Too many nice nice win. There. By the way, that's a terrible W because Schultz is going with that. I, I think so. No one really knows, <laughs> but uh, you seem confident. I'll go with it. Who cares? Uh, I am projecting, the New York Times is projecting me to win this conversation, although not all ballots <laughs> yeah, are in. We still got to count it. Yeah. Actually research it. But uh, I'm going to get to the bottom of that. I, now I want to know. Uh, Boo Corrigan is the uh, athletic director at NC State. Yeah. He's taking a lot of heat because, well, uh, the college football playoff committee chair should take a lot of heat because they're full of crap about how they rank these teams. Well, and, and Dave Bartu will come on and, and yell from the mountaintop that this whole thing is a sham and they have a specific formula that they go by. Well, so one of the funny things is in, in media is poking at him, too. It's not just social media. Yeah. So Corrigan... Originally, when they came out with the first playoff rankings last week, TCU, he said, well, you know, we're really concerned about how TCU has played early in games, falling behind or whatever. Yeah. And then somebody asked him, a real media member asked him this week, because TCU is now four and Tennessee is five, he goes, um, Boo, did you know that Tennessee actually led Georgia three to nothing early in the game? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, well, uh, oh, oh, oh. So they they're full of crap, and all they say is just the things that help them justify them jockeying teams around. I mean, they love Alabama. Like, I I wish, you know, I don't know. I, I can only hope we all find someone who treats us as well as the college football playoff committee treats Alabama. Yeah, they're still number nine. Well, and, and they I, should have three losses. Yeah, probably. But you can also say the same thing about LSU. They love LSU, and if you don't think that LSU is hanging around there as a two loss team, simply edge a hedge in case they win. If LSU wins the SEC championship as a two-loss team, I can assure you they're in as a two-loss team. They're not going to make LSU climb the ladder for that. And they also manipulate the back half. When you see a team that comes in at 15 or 22 and you kind of scratch your head and you're like, well, why are they there? And Bartu talks about this all the time, that the committee knows what matchups are coming on and they will use those back slots to set well, up teams that they want to prop up. That's good for Oregon because Washington's in yes, and Utah's, Utah's 13th, in, and in, they've already beat UCLA, who's 12th. And USC, more than and likely. USC. Well, you'll either get USC or UCLA, one would think, in the uh, in the Pac-12 title game. So they asked Boo what specifically separates Tennessee from Oregon at 5-6, and six, and he said, I think the wins, as a committee, as we talk about it, the wins over Alabama, the win over LSU and Kentucky, in looking at that, with Oregon, you've got eight consecutive wins, a win over UCLA, but at this point, what we're looking at, I think that that was the primary reason. As we were looking at two really, really good football teams, we felt that Tennessee was deserving of the five and Oregon of the sixth. I'm, by the way, I agree with that wholeheartedly. When you look at Oregon, it is not a... Oregon is more about the way they've looked, right? They had the embarrassing one at Georgia, and since then, the only other time they've been tested was Washington State. And I get it, Washington State's not a great team, but you know, weird things happen on the road. Northwestern gave Ohio State all they could handle. But outside of that Washington State game, which, again, give Oregon credit because on the road, down double digits in the fourth quarter, they came back and they sealed that game, right? Had a great offensive drive there and then a couple big defensive stops, and we know about the, the, the defensive touchdown to end it. 
outside of that, they've just looked dominant. So they've got style points for days. But I totally get where he's coming from, that Tennessee's uh, Tennessee's resume is way better than Oregon's. Now the question becomes, and, and I don't know how to answer this, if it comes down to it and Oregon ends up winning a Pac-12 title, Tennessee will not play for the SEC championship. They have nothing left on their schedule, three cupcakes. They're going to be a one-loss team and will be out of the SEC title game because Georgia's going to go play LSU. So the question becomes, with if Oregon's able to finish this and you have wins over Utah, you have wins over Washington, wins over USC or another win over UCLA, is that enough to balance it out with the Pac-12 title? I would make the argument that that is. That, that when you start adding in those wins, if they run the table, you're going to be able to stack that up against Tennessee's and say, hey, that's pretty close. Oh, and by the way, we have a conference title. You didn't make the conference title game. Tennessee's trump card is going to be, well, we have one common opponent, and we got our ass kicked a little bit less than you did, even though we still got our ass kicked if you watch that game. You think, do you, uh, is, is Oregon's defense good enough to run this table, do you think? Or is their offense just so good that it doesn't matter? Their defense is not good, but it may not have to be. You don't worry about their D? I do, but I, I look at so you look at the the remainder the remainder games here. The the fact that Utah is at home and Washington's at home, that makes me feel a lot better. Because you got you know, I think the Beavs can give them problems. The Beavs are a damn good team. They're gonna be in that game. I just Is Chance I, Nolan gonna be back for that probably? I I you, you fingers crossed, but you know, who at this point who knows? And if he comes back, I think that scares you a little bit. But I love the fact that two of these are at home. If this was one home, two away, and the Pac-12 title game, I'd be frightened. But also, if you consider the fact that more than likely you're facing UCLA or, or uh, USC, you've already beat UCLA and you beat them handily. And you want to talk about a team that, that doesn't scare me? It's USC. I think Oregon can score 100 on USC. And I know that, that USC will score a bunch too. But I, I, I certainly like Oregon's defense better than USC's. So, yes, their defense scares me. I think it stops you from being a serious title contender. Um, but in the Pac-12, I, I think you can get by with it. See, I think the the hard part is, uh, I you know, obviously Oregon's offense can score points against anybody. They have I think they've scored 41 or more in every game since Georgia. Yeah. Um, but I think when you get into these tougher games against better teams, they're going to get four in a row where, where – Oregon's defense does worry me. Yeah. Where it's like, look, Oregon's offense should score, but boy, um, Penix, and you know, is is uh, Utah's kid back rising? Is that kid back? No, in fact, I think they're is he still out. I think they're down their quarterback and I think their best defensive player too. Uh, I think both of those guys are out for the Oregon game. Well, certainly the last two. If it's if it's Oregon, it well, it will be Oregon State. But then if it's USC, I mean USC. That's why it's like it's. You know, you can get upset if you don't have a defense that can slow down Caleb Williams, and yeah. not a lot of teams do, you know. And yeah. Oregon's defense, I was looking at it today, they're ranked, first of all, they're ranked 114th. This is after the Georgia game. Take out the Georgia game. They are ranked 114th on third down, and they are ranked uh, 126th against the pass. Mm. That's not. Brother. That's not good. It's not good at all. So when you no. get in these shootout games, I don't know. Those wild things happen. You see what happens in the Big 12 all the time. Yeah. It's 44-41, and neither team can stop the other. So I think eh, it's dangerous. I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried about that Oregon defense. I, I totally get it. La- uh, you know, these games are going to be tough. This all is, four of these games are going to be tough. The fact that you have four in a row, and really outside of Georgia, you've not really been tested with the exception of Washington State. Yes, this is by far the toughest part of the schedule. And history will tell us. 
more often than not, we've seen Pac-12 teams shoot themselves in the foot. So it just comes down to, is the offense good enough to carry a, a spotty defense, and can the defense just come up with a, a few stops when they, when they need them? All right, our college football hot toddy will continue next. We had a historic game over the weekend that we need to discuss, and uh, we will continue to poop all over Mario Cristobal. <laughs> that's, that it, thing, that thing fun. has gone south so fast. Fun to do. Uh, college football hot toddy continues next, followed by our NFL hump day roundup. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. All right, it's our college football hot toddy. NFL hump day roundup is next. We'll get the latest out there on uh, Josh Allen. We do have an update. By the way, I, I did look it up. Um, so Fillinger, who's the we're talking about Utah injuries. Yeah. Um, Rising did play last week at Arizona. They only missed the one game. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot. They just ran the ball, and and then the true freshman came in a little bit. But he did play in that one, uh, kind of on a pitch count. But um, their best defensive end, he is out for the year. Their star pass rusher, uh, just lower leg injury, and it is confirmed. He is done for the year. So um, their best defensive player out, quarterback back in. I also looked it up. I did some homework. I did my own research online. Mm-hmm. I listened to Joe Rogan. Good for you. Did you really? Uh, no. <laughs> I can't. Of all the people. Wasn't that what? What uh, Roger said? Yeah, I did my own. I research. did my own research. Of all the people Talk that I that I could see uh, or not see listening to Joe Rogan, let's just say you're at the top of the list. I you d- could or could not could not. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some of, some of his guests are pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, he's a bit of a boob, but uh, you know, aren't we all? Yeah, <laughs> it does happen from time to time. So Rob Mullins has not been the chair of the College Football Playoff Committee since 2019. Oh. Since well, before COVID. So who was in charge of it the last couple of years? Uh, Gary Barta. Remember the, I, I think he's the Iowa oh, guy. Oh, yeah. He always wore the yellow tie. I do remember that. So this year it's Boo Corrigan. Okay. Gary Barta each of the last two years. Mullins did it for two years. And before that it was Kirby Hoka. Okay. Well, there you go. Look at us come. And bring- before that it was Jeff Long. I do remember Jeff Long. He was the first one. He was the very first one, yeah. yes. All right, what was I telling you? Why am I telling you this? Uh, I don't know. We were talking uh, some college football, and then we came oh. back, and we had updates because we were wondering things. By the way, I do need uh, to point out that Kansas is now bowl eligible for the first time since 2008. Damn right. After that uh, big win over Oklahoma State. Did they beat the hell out of Oklahoma State. I'm not really sure what's happened to them. I mean, I know their quarterbacks hurt. But still. But like, my God, they have fallen off. At the... one point, they were like eighth or ninth in the country. We should play the fun new game of who was ranked highest this year that, that ended up being the worst because you got mm-hmm. BYU at one point was 11, and they got drilled like 41-6 to six by Liberty. Michigan State at one point was like number 11. Yeah. And I think they've lost five or six in a row, and they're beating people up in, in hallways. Oklahoma State at one point was a top 10 team. And they're getting their ass kicked by Kansas, so I, I just I, I think there's some strong candidates for most overrated team at one point in the country. That's a good question. Um, maybe Alabama. No. I'm just... <laughs> I, by the way, I just love that we're all crapping on Alabama oh, because yeah. they lost two games. Hell yeah, they should have three losses because <laughs> Quinn Ewers got hurt, or else they would be. I have them uh, six and three. Oh, and and someone is correct in this. the The answer is Texas A and M. Yeah. Oh, for sure. A&M was like five or six. I think they were top five at one point. I think they were like five or six. <laughs> Notre Dame was also up there. Dude, there's well, a Notre Dame's pretty good. Yeah. 
but they're not. They've gotten it together. They're not what they were, although they beat BYU. So I'm yeah, just, they're not in the com- this combo. Texas A&M, that's a good one. There's a lot of teams that had some high rankings this year. That uh, what about Miami? Yeah, they I've, were top. 10. Yeah, they were. They were. I don't know if they were ever top ten, but they were up there. And the Cristobal thing, I just love that we're like eight games in, and people in Miami are already turning on Mario Cristobal, and he's having to defend the job he's doing. Well. They got housed 45-3 to by Florida State. So Florida State, I saw this. They Someone broke it down. They ran, I think, 71 offensive plays, and they ran the same counter run play, I think, 36. <laughs> Jesus, really? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't – you know, sometimes you see that. It's like, hey, run something until you stop it. But And I went back and looked at it. It is not like a fancy design run. It's just a simple counter play. And they ran it, I think, yeah, I think it was 36 out of whatever it was, 71 or 72 times. Huh. You would think, and someone asked Cristobal about it, and he got all, you know. So he got all sensey. He got all sensey so and was, was pissed off. But uh, They have not scored a touchdown in nine straight quarters, and they have lost four straight at home for the first time since 1973. <laughs> and their home fan, who was it that said, um, it's not really even like, I think it was like one of their quarterbacks said, it's not even like a home game because no one comes to our games. Like, yeah. it's not a home. I think it was like. I think the quarterback was saying, "Hey, we want a good home environment." Yeah, uh, but you bitches don't show up. So, so what is the what is the low point? Is it uh, losing to Duke forty five twenty one? Is it forty five to three over Florida State with them running the same run play on you thirty is plus Florida times? Is Florida State good? Can I ask that question? No, they're not good. How do you know that? Well, have you seen Florida State? Well, no, that's why I'm asking. They're not good. How do you know that? Because I've seen Florida like State. You also said Notre Dame was not good, and you're wrong about that. They're not that good. They're good. Not really. Dude, They're come o- on. They're okay. You're a hater. Florida State lost to Wisconsin or Wake Forest, uh, North Carolina State, and Clemson back-to-back-to-back. Yeah. They're All three ranked. Their best win of the year. Oh, they did beat LSU. Dude, they just, beat LSU. Yeah, but that's because LSU refused to win that game. Dude, just admit it. No. They're, they're pretty good. No, I won't. Good little club. No. They're like yeah. They're no Kansas. So, or is the low point the? It's uh, not Florida State. Middle Tennessee State beating oh. you forty-five thirty-one. Oh, dude, it's got to be that. Is That's that worse? Not even close. Is that worse than getting blown out by Duke? Yes, because <laughs> at one time the Duke Kansas game, remember the showdown? They were like four zero. Yeah, well, Duke. not not anymore. I just think it's hilarious seeing what's happening down there. And Cristobal is going down the road of, well, when I took over Oregon, you know, they were in a bad spot, and look at what I managed to do. So everyone just be patient. Well, what's that he supposed thing to say? is a dumpster he'll fire. He'll be fine. He's a good recruiter. He'll he'll get it. He'll get it done. I'm not so certain that it's going to be fine. Do you want to see him fail? Uh, no, I don't have anything against Cristobal. I think he'll be fine. I just think it's kind of funny when someone is propped up as a savior, and I mean, look, Mario Cristobal was a good coach here. I think X's and O's wise, and I think the way he ran his uh, coordinators, eh, it's some issues, but they were successful here at Oregon. And I love how, like, revisionist history now, Oregon fan loves to crap all over him. They were good. He was terrible. He was terrible, which is total horse nears. But his offense left something to be desired. But I, I do think, like, when, when Miami comes in there and they hire him, and, and it's like this, like, conquering savior and the sun coming home, I always tell people, man, be careful with that. Whether it's Scott Frost, whether it's Mario Cristobal, uh, the Jimbo Fisher is another great great example. Like you, you start giving people ninety plus million dollars, and just this idea of there's no way they can fail. Well, yeah, you you kind of can, and it's the same sort of crappy offense you're seeing down there that he ran at uh, in Miami, but with lesser players. Yeah, I think that's the bigger thing. Like I feel like he's going to get players in there. He's going to build a program. That's what he does. But when push comes to shove, 
in game, awful. Yeah, he's awful. Yeah, this game. Will... Dan Lanning is making him look silly, but with just like I just mean comparing the two Oregon teams mm-hmm. with virtually the same talent. Dan Lanning and the and Dillingham and these guys, the yes. way they coach and in game adjustments and in game decisions. It just it makes it makes Mario Cristobal look silly. Joe Moorhead, who was the offensive coordinator, like th- it, it would never come out, and, and and you always kind of play your your cards close to the vest, dude. That guy was so frustrated. He ran one of the more innovative open offenses before he got here. Think about Mississippi State and think of Penn State when he had Barkley and Trace McSorley and those guys. And he got here to Oregon, and it's like you're playing with one hand tied behind your back. Where is he now? Uh, Did he get a head coaching job? I think he got the head coaching job at Akron, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. University of Akron. And people always ask, why would he leave? Because he didn't want to be here. Remember? Oh, you want to guess Akron's record? Um, I'm sure it's three. One and nine. Yeah. So you ask, like, why would he take that job? Because he wasn't going to sit here and have this be his offense. Not when it's being neutered by Cristobal. So, look, there's a lot to like about Mario, and I do think he can recruit, but... Yeah, he's got to open it up. Yeah, this if he continues to play this style of offense and hamstring whoever he hires, because he is not a coordinator, he's a CEO type. He's reliant on hiring the right people. And at this point, I'm not certain who wants to go sign up for that and play under that and play under that head coach. So I, I do think that there is some... Um, I, I think there's some huge question marks down there. And the Miami brand, as good as it is, it does not carry the weight that it used to. A lot of those kids that are coming out now don't remember the the, the U at all. So I, I think this is heavier sledding than uh, than people realize. And last but not least, Gary, in our college football hot toddy, a historic game over the weekend worth mentioning. I don't know if you saw this. Probably didn't, but you may have read about it. Houston quarterback Clayton Tude, I think is his name, Threw seven touchdown passes, and he lost by 14 points. Ooh. Seven. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. The final score of the SMU-Houston game was 77-63, to which Lord. was an NCAA record for most combined points. <laughs> this, the SMU quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, threw nine touchdown passes. Nine, seven of them in the first half. It's what? Yes, I honestly that didn't, happened. I didn't even know that was possible. That happened. They hit the over. The over under on the game was sixty five and a half. Mm-hmm. They hit that with five minutes left in the second quarter. <laughs> She's saying a lot of good defense was played. A historic game. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that out. We the. My senior year, when we were like eighth in the country, we played Hawaii, and I think we scored, we scored like forty-eight, and we lost by thirty-ish. Hawaii laid seventy something on us. We had one of those where we looked up and like, "Hey guys, we got like forty-eight. and then you're like, "Well, dude, they've got seventy-five. What year? Two thousand, two thousand one, maybe two thousand one. Yeah, senior, something like that. I'm looking it up. Yeah, yeah, we scored bunch. Yeah, I am. And they scored. Oh, it doesn't go back that far. And they scored a lot more than uh, than we did. I'm gonna I get think, some info I think on it that was two thousand one. I'll but get it. For we you. were undefeated. We were top ten. We went on the road. It was our final game, and uh, yeah, it didn't. Uh, it what did, happened? It didn't go well. well. They scored a lot of points. Well, it's not your fault. You're on the offense. Exactly. What do you want from me? We Oops. put up. We put up our fifty or forty eight or whatever the hell we did. Oh, we put up some points, but it's hard when the other team scores seventy. I've just never scored that many and, and lost by three touchdowns. You guys were twelve and two. 
Well, we lost in the bowl game. Gary Croton. Yeah, that was we were ten and zero or eleven and zero going into that game, and we were like eighth in the country. Final score of the game was seventy two to forty five. Oh, well, see, there you go. <laughs> not a bad little. Not a bad little performance. Hey, how'd you guys do? We scored forty five. Well, what happened? Oh, we lost by thirty. Your game. quarterback was Charlie Peterson, and you had a dual headed quarterback. Yeah, I think they, Brandon Doman. Yeah, I think he got hurt, or they we just sat him down because we were losing by so many. Let's we'll see how many. Tuddy's the Hawaii quarterback through four. That's what I want. That was Rolovich. Yeah, it was Nick Rolovich. Yes, that was eight touchdowns. That was vaccine. That was vaccine denier Nick Rolovich. You guys gave eight. <laughs> you gave up eight tutties to that douchebag. Hell's yeah, man. We made they, no respect for you. They had a receiver, Ashley Lalee. See how many he caught. I remember him. Yeah. So when I got to Denver, uh, the best part is Rolovich was there and Ashley Lalee was our first round draft pick. And uh, I went up to him and I was like, you owe us some money because we made you a lot. I believe he was drafted in the first round simply Ashley off of that game. Lillee. He played for you, you said? No, no, no. He, he must have caught four or five of those from Rolovich. He was Hawaii's receiver. I don't see him on here. No? For that game. Oh, there he is. Uh, yeah. Eight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see him, and then something tells me. Well, uh, there's a bunch of, uh, in my defense, uh, like 17 players caught a touchdown pass. <laughs> um, eight catches, 262 yards, and two tutties. Oh, that's not as good as I thought. Two touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Only an average of 32.8. <laughs> God, man. It got, it got so out of hand. Rolovich. We were all talking about how we were, like, as no one had been a BCS buster before, you know? We, there there was no Boise State. No team like Group of Five had ever made it. So we are all this, oh, yeah, we're going to be the first ones, and we're going to the Fiesta Bowl, and best team in the country, and top eight, and, you know. <laughs> well, you got to show up first. <laughs> well, we did show up. Too much talking. Uh, we were there. We showed up. We were at the game. Nothing all happened right. much after that. Our hump day roundup is next. The latest on Josh Allen. Will he play against the vaunted Kirk Cousins Vikings? It's 402 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 